Welcome to a new episode of Isaac's Autism Wild podcast. As I mentioned in our commercial, it has been a hot minute since we have recorded a fresh podcast. We have been spending a lot of time doing a bunch of different things. And so today I thought, why not for our first podcast back from our little sabbatical, a summer sabbatical, have it be with Maria from the Isaac Foundation. She's our director of youth parent, and community programs. It's a lot to say. Families. Families. Oh, yes, I guess that is in there, too. I didn't even say it right. I have to get your business card to reference it correctly. We have producer Tyler here with us because he's the original OG and also producer. Mr. Producer. Uh, and he is still working at the Isaac Foundation, if you haven't figured that out. And we have little sister Kelly, who is the momager of Bill and Ted. So if you don't know who Bill and Ted are, you were about to find out here in just a few minutes. So here we are. We spent probably two hours before actually hitting this record button trying to get technology to work. And Tyler, our producer, failed us. So we are <laughs> he totally, he totally failed us. That's not how it happened. It totally happened exactly like that, people. I tried using Google. It didn't help. Then he tried using a YouTube video. Didn't help. Didn't help. <laughs> then we tried some tutorials on Descript, which is the new program, which is an amazing program, but we can't figure out how to get microphones and blah, blah, blah. Then we had four different computers and four mics. And now we are down to one centralized microphone in between all of us. And everybody has been instructed to project. So I was teasing Kelly before we hit the record button that I've spent all summer long. Part of our little sabbatical is that Kelly was in speech therapy this summer and she has a vocal cord dysfunction. So that is a totally different thing. I'll probably do a podcast on that later because if you have a child who has asthma but doesn't fit the traditional, like, I guess, markers, the criteria for just unusual asthma, you actually might find out that your child has Wait, cord dysfunction. Later about it. We totally will. But anyway, I was teasing her that we have spent all summer long rehabbing her diaphragm for air production. So she better be using it on this podcast okay. so that she projects positively. And Tyler hopefully won't have to do a whole lot of editing, but probably will. He's prepared. Worst case scenario, it's something to keep me busy, you know? Yeah. So anyway. So we are going to do a little podcast because a lot has happened this summer. So our last, I looked online and our last podcast release was like May 28th or something. And part of the reason why we took a sabbatical is because we were switching over platforms to this Descript program, which like I said, is amazing. But then we have a little thing called the auction that was happening. It happened officially, what, June 22nd or something. And it was not as successful as I would have liked it to be. That was the first fundraiser that we did since COVID hit. And it was not as successful as we had hoped. There were a lot of barriers. There was a lot of struggles. Yeah. So we are still, just if you're listening, we are short. We were short on our fundraising goal from June. There's the barriers where we did it up in Green Bluff. So it was outdoors, which means it's an outdoor event. And weather was projected in the forecast, which absolutely sucked because we were fighting rain coming in at 9 p.m. the day of our event. And we are racing the sun. And we were, yes. And so then the sun sets and now our auctioneer cannot see any of our guests, right? And then the liquor control board was really not our friend because they, for some reason, just throw up a lot of obstacles when you are applying for a liquor license and so it had to be a 21 and older so we didn't have enough volunteers and then the best part we're supposed to be somewhat like online you know 
And then as we got to going, it was fine the Thursday when we were setting up. But then as more people arrived and more people arrived, the cell signal and the Wi-Fi signal started to degrade because too many people were trying to use it. And then lo and behold, we couldn't even get credit cards to swipe. It was the worst ever. Our software, our auction software didn't work. It was awful. And Tyler, producer Tyler, doesn't know anything about it because lucky for him, he was on a plane to Mexico that day. So was I. Yeah. So you missed the nightmare. But anyway, I think it did impact people's willingness to spend money when the technology, it was harder for people to bid. It was just very weird. And I think if it took us two hours to figure out microphones, figure out a wireless backup plan. That is a wrong answer. Wrong. That is not our skill set. That is not our skill set. Not our skill set. What also happened, what we were really hoping to do when we had the action is we were really trying to fundraise hard because we just signed a new lease at that time um, in June for a new building. So we moved from our building in the Spokane Valley. That was, if you are familiar and you are from Spokane, we were on East Broadway and it was an adorable little office. It was about 1,200 square feet. But 1,200 square feet means that you could have about nine kids comfortably or nine people comfortably doing any of our programming. And so that was okay because we were just launching things to start with. We'd never done anything like it. So it was a nice little space, comfortable space for us to practice and see what was going to work, what the interest was. But we quickly found out that we needed a bigger space. Interest was high. And the space was low, which is not a good ratio. No, it was not. And um, so anytime we did have obstacles, like with behavior or just frustrations, it was almost always because the space was too small. So we were very lucky. We're going to give a little ding to Skillskins because they owned this amazing building that was right about Sir Tyler failed. Yeah. Where's my, I need my little bell for my, oh, it's right out there. I put it out front for people to like ring, although they don't ring it. Anyway, I should bring that. My little dinger. Ding. Skillskins owned a building on West Sharp. So our new address is 606 West Sharp. It is right by the Spokane Arena behind the Value Village. Now, pretty soon the Value Village is going to be demolished and it will become a parking lot for the arena. And then you'll be able to see us much better from Boone. But we are over by the arena and it's amazing. It's like they made this building for the Isaac Foundation. Like, yeah, they might have occupied it for a while, but the people that, like, built this building clearly knew what our programs were going to be and, like, the space ratios that we needed because literally we just moved all of our stuff in. We, we painted a little bit, but hardly anything. We cleaned the carpets. We had to move out some some cubicles and such. But literally, I mean, Maria, am I wrong? No, it was pretty turnkey. Yeah. Your office is in the most strategic location possible, and it even had a window in it. So then you can see, even if you close your door, you can still see what's going on in the clubhouse. Yes. So I can have eyes on, but I don't have to listen to all the conversations. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yes. Now, I was put in a corner office, which is just not my vibe, but it is cool because it has a full glass door, so I can still see what's going on. But like you, when I have to close my door and actually get work done, I can do that. And then we have a conference room and Andrea uses that space for her landing space when she's in the office. So we have a training room so we can actually now do trainings at the same time that we are having kids programming or weekend programming. We can actually be having the conference room and doing workshops now, which we are doing in October. Oh, yes. And Marie's going to talk about all the stuff that we have going on. But here's the people might be questioning. What does Tyler do all day long? That's what I asked myself. There are some days I'm like, what does Tyler do all day long? Well, the answer is that he's kind of our facilities, dude. So we have this now very elaborate system where we actually have, because our space is big enough that we have event, like uh, a form, a room set up form that we fill out. And then Tyler has to like 
set it up to the space requirements or the event. Yeah. So that's what Tyler does. He's supposed to be editing podcasts and learning our podcasting software, but clearly that's going to be a, we're going to check the box for needs improvement on the job evaluation, do you think? <laughs> I think you got <laughs> I think we all need to take a class. Oh my gosh. It's hard keeping up with technology. Here's another fun thing that Tyler does is we have a 3D printer. And we did a summer program to kind of, it was, I guess you might call it a soft launch here at the clubhouse, just seeing how things were going to work here and the flow. So we did a summer. We got a grant through Summers Out. Ding. That's another ding. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, OSPI, for our Summers Out grant. So that allowed us to do a summer camp for both kids. So a Tuesday, Thursday was kids on the spectrum, and then Wednesdays was for siblings. And so that allowed us to kind of do a little soft launch to see kind of how our flow and how things kind of worked. One of the things is that kids, now that they have more space and more things, a lot of the kids saw the 3D printer for the first time because we had to kind of tuck it out of sight in the old place, but now it's where they can see it all the time. And they were very interested in learning more about the 3D printer. That was yeah. cool because I was able to do that. Yes, because you are after the auction. For the auction, he printed our Sasquatch centerpieces, like the little like Sasquatch dude. So Tyler had to become proficient. Then it came in handy because when the kids wanted Tyler to print files for them, he was like the 3D printing king. But now we're feeling like Tyler has to up his game a little bit. So he has spent some of his summertime looking at some of the Tinkercad software to so that he can be helping the kids learn how to build their own things, and then they can send it to the printer. So that's some of the cool things that are coming up. So that's kind of what Tyler does. He's really the jack of all trades, the master of nothing, right, buddy? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much the... And the moving in took a long time. Oh, dude. That was just... That was the worst. Yeah, so we basically had our event, our auction event, on the 22nd of June. Then we spent a week at a horse camp with the kids. So we did a horse camp, and so we were kind of off-site for that. And then as soon as that wrapped up, then we had basically a weekend. I had two days to move some basic things over here into the clubhouse for the kids because then the kids came in and kicked off. Um, we want, we didn't want to transition them one week in the old space and then the rest of the weeks in the new space. So I hustled buns, moved a bunch of stuff around over the weekend so they had stuff in the clubhouse. And then lo and behold, the kids came and then I found out like few days later that I had COVID. So I was out for a week. So that kind of slowed down the move. <laughs> and of course, Tyler was still in Mexico, you dirty dog, you. Yeah, it's pretty rough. And so then 4th of July rolled around. So then we, Tyler was now back from Mexico and then he spent 4th of July moving using an Honda Odyssey minivan. And O'Reilly, one of our other volunteers, high school kiddo here in Spokane, he used his Subaru and they moved our entire office using a Honda Odyssey and a Subaru Legacy. That was fun times. It, it took, I think it was six or seven trips back and forth, not counting the storage unit that we had to go to move stuff. Also, not to mention the fact that when we first got the building, it was full of steel cubicles. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Steel cubicles that were fully put together still. And we had to move all of them out before, prior to being able to move anything. Okay. Well, originally, in my defense, I was going to have them have to move out all the cubicles. But then there was a few pieces that were here that were part of the cubicles that I wanted to keep because it would be perfect for our clubhouse, right? So then I got to thinking, and then I was thinking scrap metal. And I thought, you know what, Holly? 
ding, ding, ding idea. How about I just ask Skillskin to let us own all these cubicles because then I can scrap the pieces that I want to keep. But then I took all of the metal and I scrapped it at the recycling center and we got money, which is what paid for the carpets getting cleaned and it also paid for some of our painting. So, but that meant Tyler had to do all the work. So in hindsight, if I would have known then what I know now, it probably wouldn't have been worth the $400 that we got and scrap for all of the labor that it took for my husband and Tyler. But good on you, buddy. Good on you. That was a good job, Tyler. You contributed to the cause. And because of you, our carpets are nice and clean and we have a little bit of paint on the wall. So, yeah, I was actually thinking the whole metal scrapping thing would be a lot more lucrative than it ended up being. But hindsight's always twenty twenty. There's definitely some people that make it appear as yeah. if it's worth Well, I mean, you see people going around. that's part of the advertising. You want people to think, oh, if you bring us your scrap metal, we'll get yeah. fat money. Yeah. So it turns out that's not what happened. And so a little bit of a learning lesson there. But anyway, so the kids spent the summer here in the clubhouse. Maria, how would you describe the clubhouse? The summer clubhouse program. Let me be more specific. Uh, I would describe it as welcoming. Yes. I would describe it as inviting. Yes. High energy. Very high energy. Curiosity. Yeah. And they also went in some field trips that they were really jazzed about. Also, to me, it was all about community, too, because we had a lot of businesses that were offering to um, cover our lunches for the week. So the kids had lunches that were hosted by different businesses around so chick-fil-a ding ding for them mama's take and bake that's another kelly went and got my little bell mama's take and bake helped us out with lunches oh caruso's they donated our lunches who's the hop and drops oh hops and drops oh and then on top of that hops and drops way to go hops and drops they then last week did a fundraiser for us so if you ate on last tuesday between like five and eight they donated 20% of the proceeds from those or those, from the most people dining in. And that was pretty amazing. That was $400. Yeah. We had a check for over $400. So that was pretty awesome. Oh, I'm going to make Kelly says I dream the bell again. We do love money over here. So anyway, yeah. So we it also stretched our kiddos past their comfort zone. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We achieved so many hard things this summer. Yes. Yes. Well, let's give a shout out to Mobius. We love Mobius. Mobius is one of our community partners. They were so great. They accommodated us and we had, it was really fun, both for the sibling day and for our kiddos on the spectrum. Boy, I mean, that was, it was good seeing them in that environment. And, you know, it was, I was, I have to be honest, I was nervous. I'm nervous. We're taking the kids out. <laughs> we're doing field trips. We So we did Mobius. We did the YMCA. Swimming. The swimming, yes. So thank you, YMCA. Another dingy ding. They actually hosted us two weeks because kids had so much fun the first week. And then it was very hot that we ended up taking, we had them vote. And they voted that they wanted to go back to the YMCA. Yeah. So that was also what some of Tyler's summer was spent doing. He got to go on field trips. And I actually got to go on a couple field trips, too, because I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous about the first swimming day. And so I might have just. I was out of town. You were. Yes. Yeah, so I was so nervous because, like, oh, my gosh, we're taking all the kids to go swimming. So it was a little ironic. Tyler will be the first one to tell you. So he says, Mom, let me just get this straight. You're chaperoning the kids going swimming at the YMCA. And I was like, yep. And he's like, and you can't swim. So how was that going to work? But nobody drowned. And I had some great bonding experiences with some of our camp camp participants. And it was just great. It was a lot of fun. And it was nice because I considered that our soft lunch. 
Yes. Yes. So we learned a lot, figured out what we need to tweak. Yeah. Very little tweaking, I would say. I would agree. Yeah. Which then lends us to now we're at the end of August. We haven't had the kids in the clubhouse for a couple weeks now because we are gearing up for number one, school starts. Yeah. For you tomorrow. Tomorrow. For me, not until next week, but we have launch conferences. But that Yeah. Cheney. Yep. So we have a lot of stuff going on, but we also have been planning a lot. So Maria has a bunch of new things that she's kicking off. So it is going to be, there's a lot of new offerings. So Maria, take it away. Talk about what you're doing. We're going to continue to do the clubhouse on Tuesdays from six, four to six, four to six. Yeah. But we're also extending the sibling spotlight program to once a week meeting, still doing our once a month Saturday, but offering it now weekly from four to six on Wednesdays. Yeah. Our discovery program. So to explain the difference between discovery and the regular, the after school clubhouse. So the, the after school club is sixth grade to 12th grade kind of independent kiddos that are just needing a, a place just to land and kind of be themselves. Saturday is more of all ages, all abilities, more chaperones, that kind of. Yeah. So if you were someone that's listening and you want to volunteer, like a discovery Saturday is an option. You don't have to have any classical training to be helpful. Sometimes it's just hanging out and helping with, sometimes it's just cleaning up messes after the kids walk away. away. A two-hour commitment. It's a two-hour commitment. Yeah, that's true. And then, yeah, so that's always, yeah. So we're always looking for volunteers for discovery. Oh, studios. Talk about what the studios are going to be like. So studios is a new program that we kind of started at the end, right before the school year wrapped up. Because then we got into auction season and we couldn't do as many studios as we had wanted. So studio events are events that have an opening for all members of our families. If it's the kiddo with autism and their parents or their sibling and parents or grandparents and aunts, however it looks for the family and whoever's interested is welcome to come and hang out and do specialized activities ranging from we did a paint night to a bingo night. We're going to do another painting night, but this time on like wooden structures and sculptures. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's actually also we have people that have donated all sorts of. So when people make craft donations or cam, we have a little stack of canvases over there. We have different businesses that are doing little fundraisers for us so you can purchase stuff and donate it. But yeah, so we're using some of our we get the most random things that are donated, but you can make really cool studios out of some of the cool stuff. We had these Metamobius They're Like I said, they're one of our community partners and they gave us a big box of like kind of Christmas tents, but they're just silver metal. And you have a fun studio. I'm thinking definitely fairy garden. Fairy garden. Or, uh, gnome garden. Oh, gnome gardens. Yes, gnome oh, gardens need to be a thing. Yeah. Yeah, they need to be. So it's so cool because then we can take some of these really interesting, cool things that are given to us and actually wrap them into a studio project. Now, with that being said, there is, because we were in a bigger building and our fundraising event in June did not elicit a million dollars in giving unfortunately we were leashed yeah yeah darn it we bill were, gates was a little too busy bill gates was busy that weekend and also elon musk i invited oh, yeah. him but he he was like i don't know dealing with like satellites i guess so anyway so they were unavailable so we did not hit our target of a million dollars isn't that what um austin Powers says or no that's the the bad guy in austin powers what we have had to do is we have had to start charging for some of our programs, but we are trying to keep them all very affordable. So our after-school weekday events, there is a registration fee for, it's kind of semesters. So it'll be from September to December. Yeah. It's weekly. It's $100 for that first session. And then the second, we're taking January off. 
And then the second session will be February through May. Through May, yep. Um, and that is also $100. But if you are a person that gives monthly, like if you're a monthly giver of $25 a month, $50 a month, $100 a month, then all of those fees are waived. So there's a little incentive. So at $25 a month, that's only $300 a year. And you get full access to any studio and then any of the clubhouse or sibling spotlight events. All of our weekend programs are Discovery Saturday and our sibling spotlight Saturday. Those are all free. So if you don't have the means to pay, we still have access to our programs that are free. And so there is that opportunity. And if for some reason you work or there's some reason why you can't make the free Saturday events, we do have some limited scholarships for those sessions during the week. So that's yeah. the only way that we can really, to balance the budget, if you will, and cover all of our utilities and our larger monthly expense being in this building, we had to start looking at how to make ends meet. And that was one of the ways that we did it. Now, our studio events, when you do our studio events, usually it's either a $5 to $15, depending yeah, on more than 20 Yeah, never more than 20 for those particular studio events. But yeah, unfortunately, we've just had to start, you know, monetizing a few things, but still making some opportunities. Now, I did mention that we are close to the arena and that means, shh, don't tell anyone, but we are during arena events and podium events, we are um, actually letting people pay to park in our parking lot. And here's another fun fact. We charge $5 less than the arena because we figure, why not? And the cool thing is when you park in our parking lot, it's cheaper and it's also tax deductible and you're helping out a nonprofit. So that is one of the ways that we are subsidizing us being in the building. So you might see any one of us, if you come down for a concert or a hockey game or whatever, you never know who you're going to get. It might be Tyler, might be Holly, might be Maria, could be Firefighter John, could Brooklyn. be Brooklyn. Brooklyn's been down too. Yeah. So that is one option. But here's another cool thing that we're doing is we have had a lot of requests and just asking whether or not we will lease out our space. And we're not leasing out our space. But one of the things that I have always struggled with, and I know Maria, you and I, when we were talking about just brainstorming, is birthdays are always really challenging. Yes. It's challenging for two reasons. One, when you have a birthday, I don't, Tyler, you have been around for a lot of birthdays, but it always stresses me out when it's Caleb's birthday because... When he was younger, he would want a birthday party and you send out the invitations to who he wants. And you're always like worried that no one's going to show up because it is hard for him. Sometimes the friends that he has, they don't necessarily see the friendship in the same context as he does. And so a priority isn't necessarily coming to his birthday party. But then also, too, Caleb has been invited to very few birthday parties in his lifetime. Whereas, Kelly, how many birthday parties have you been invited to? A lot. She's smirking over here. She's like, in the sign of a sad, she's kind of a sad book. Sad because I know that Caleb doesn't get invited to as many as I do, and I feel bad about it. Yeah. How do you feel about it? Do you, have you noticed that through, like, life that Caleb has by far less birthday invitations than, like, Yeah, you? but I'm Caleb's best friend, so it balances out. Uh, I know. <laughs> no. That Josiah's ever came home with a birthday invitation. Yeah. We're Brooklyn in going into third grade tomorrow has had like five already. Yes, already. Like, yeah. Josiah is 16. We'll yeah. be 16 and up. Well, same thing with Cooper. I don't know that he's ever been invited to, aside from a cousin birthday. Right. right. Family, yes. Family, but, yes. But school friends. Yeah. And so every year when his birthday rolls around, I vomit a little bit because, okay, we got to plan a party, but what is this going to look like? I will bless John's heart. One of the best birthday parties we ever threw for Caleb was when we did it at the um, City of Spokane's tra fire training campus and he hired the game truck which is the game truck on wheels 
And they came and he had them pull into the campus, the parking lot at the training center, the fire, fire training center, and got it all approved through the training chief and the, the kids' birthdays in January. Parked the game truck outside of the tower and set up a table, all invited all the kids and the address is the Spokane Fire Training Center. Here's the address. And the kids could then spend time video gaming. And then when the kids wanted a break, then they would come out and John would let them um, explore and he would take them on a little tour of the, fri- the, the training tower. And we had more neurotypical kids actually accept that invitation than ever before. Like we actually had a pretty decent turnout and it was super fun. And yeah, John put on a dog and pony (laughs) show that year. And I love him to death for that because it's always very stressful. So Maria and I got to thinking that we have such a beautiful building. You guys, if you haven't come, you absolutely come for a tour. We love it when parents stop in and just want to check it out and see what we have to offer here. So we love giving tours. Tyler, you're even doing a much, his tour game has even improved yesterday. And mom stopped by and he gave her the the full tour. But we decided to start letting parents book birthday parties using our, our center, our clubhouse here. So um, starting in September, you're going to see opportunities to book. So our Saturdays, we have blocks. You can either, some of our programs, we start at 11 and they go to 2.30 or 3. Then the next block, oh, we have, no, no, it's 2. It's 2. It starts at 2. So most of our programs are 11 to 2. Yeah, 11 to 1. And then 2 to 4. And And then then 5 to 7. Yeah. With the hour in between for changeover. Yes. So you have the ability, if you have a kiddo that is, you know, neurodiverse, or frankly, if you're like me and you just don't want to clean your house, because that's another thing I don't love to do. Mm -hmm. But Chuck E. Cheese is just not a viable option for me. When it comes to Caleb and some of his birthday parties, we've tried it, but it just hasn't been hugely successful. So you can book a party and there is a fee for it. So number one, you're booking a party. The money is helping our programs, helping us keep the lights on and all of our programs running. And here's the other thing. If you were like me and you were concerned about maybe people not coming and enjoying a wonderful birthday invitation, we have the ability to just put it out to our clubhouse community that there is a birthday party and they're open to people accepting an invitation up to a certain number. Like first, so many people that RSVP gets to come to a birthday party. So it's kind of a reciprocal thing. One, you have a great place to have your birthday. But number two, kids that are in the clubhouse might actually get more opportunities to attend birthday parties. And they, because the kiddos are coming from the clubhouse and their families, they're already comfortable. Yes. So they can show the birthday kiddo around and kind of show their parents around and have some autonomy in this space that they're proud of. Yeah. So they they can sell some things. Yeah. So that is going to be something that's super cool. The cost is low. I don't even know for sure. I don't. I can't even quote you what the price is because, yeah, they were doing a worksheet and just trying to do some cost assessments of just what what makes financial sense. But here's the cool thing about it, too, is that if you're like me, I'm not, I don't, I'm, you're you're a teacher. So don't you, and so you love planning activities. Me, on the other hand, I'm a, oh my God, what are we going to do for like an hour and a half to keep these people busy, right? So as part of the birthday package here is, is that we can help put together a facilitated activity and provide all of the, the supplies and all of that stuff so that you also will have an activity during the birthday party. So we'll have a portfolio of all of the projects and then you can pick them out ahead of time. We'll, we'll do all the shopping for the material. It requires no effort on your end. And then one of us will facilitate it while you sit back, relax and actually enjoy your kiddo yeah. and not having to be engaged with the chaos of a birthday party yeah because that's pretty yeah i mean anybody who's had to put on a birthday party gets it 
say that's the birthday party, but we should probably, Kelly's dying over here a little bit. And she's, if you didn't hear her introduce herself, she is the momager. That's momager. So she's the manager mom of Bill and Ted. And Kelly, who is Bill and Ted? Bill and Ted are my chinchillas. Yep. So for, she has had Bill and Ted actually for a couple of years. I've had Ted for two and a half and Belle for one and a half. Yes. And she is a great mom. But one of the things is that they get a little bored because Kelly is a very busy young lady. And when we're all busy, they get a little bored at our house. And I got to thinking last year we found out the kids, a couple things. Number one, they love making TikToks. And then number two, they also enjoy podcasting, turns out. But because of just privacy and all the things, it makes it really difficult to let the kids be on our TikTok channel. It just, we'd be a little bit coat names and radio names. Yeah, we'd have to, yeah. It's just complicated. So we decided, well, gosh, they really love using, record, making recordings, putting together TikToks, even doing podcasts. But how can we do it so that that way our kids' faces are not in the TikToks and they can have fun? And then, ding, ding, ding. I had an idea that I pitched to Kelly, which was, what if Bill and moved down to the clubhouse and then they could enjoy lots more kids, lots more activities, and we could let them have their own TikTok channel. And it was a tough sell. I'm not going to lie. Kelly was just like, no, they're my babies. They're at, not leaving. At first, I didn't want to because I loved having them at my house and I always loved seeing them there, but then... Bill actually started biting his fur, which meant that he was sad and not doing well. So then I finally decided that moving them here would have been the best decision for them. So we decided to move them here. Yes, we did. Now, I will say that thanks to John Goodman, Papa John, that's what we call him, he let us spring for a very fancy, robust condominium for them down here. They had a very nice setup at home, but this one was just... Logistically worked out better in the clubhouse. I mean, this it is mansion like stunning. Yeah, it's like the Kardashians. I think, I think it's I think. more than a mansion. It is amazing. So John spent a considerable amount of money putting together this little, letting us get this habitat for them. I built it. You built you. it, but he, we used his money. So you're absolutely right, Kelly. Let's we'll give credit where credit is due. Kelly helped John spend money to buy them a very giant elaborate literally floor to ceiling yeah floor to ceiling we really maximize the space over there and also in order to make kelly comfortable they also have a baby monitor so she can actually watch them from home whenever she wants she has an app on her phone so um she calls it the chins after hours cam chins after hours. chins after hours it's gonna be a series on our tiktok yeah they start getting a little bit more used to this new yeah they've been here two weeks yeah two weeks it's about two weeks, but I mean, once they start doing a little bit more interesting things, then we'll start posting Chins After Hours as a little series. And we also have another incoming series called Chinzilla. Yeah, so I got to thinking, because Kelly makes these look cute little backdrops. So the cool thing about having the Chins here is, is that we're really hoping that the kids can actually help, number one, come up with um, scripts and activities and scenarios that they can do their little TikToks for. So there's some creativity there. Secondly, some of the kids can build props. So we have the 3D printer. Kelly and and Tyler actually worked together as a team and Kelly printed because their name is Bill and Ted. 
Kelly found the guitar pattern and she printed a bunch of electric guitars using the 3D printer so they because they can actually hold things. Yeah. Um, they and if you hands. haven't seen a gentilla hold something, your ear are not out. moving. Your yeah. best life. Yes. I'm tasked to be the, the, the so cute. It is adorable. They hold signs. So she um was making she made them a little newscaster. Um I found it by the way. Oh, she was in my cabinet oh, and I just need to continue painting. Yeah, so she made them a news anchor desk because she's gonna have them report the news from the clubhouse. So I feel like I have a lot of great ideas, but one of the things that we have now in our clubhouse is a an amazing Lego area. Like the Lego area, I'm not I don't want to brag, but it is pretty awesome because our kids love Legos. And I got to thinking when, of course, the kids are building like, you know, different things. I thought, wouldn't it be funny if they built a bunch of like towers and buildings and stuff? And then part of one of the, what they could do is be like chinzillas, like going through and because then the kids is. Lego creations could be on the TikTok. Yeah, and we'll feature the creators. Yes. Um, and it only has a whole lot she has planned for the channel. Before we use the builds, we're going to ask them if they're okay with it getting destroyed by Bill and Ted just to make sure we don't destroy a project that they didn't want to be destroyed. So true. So true. So we're taking all of that in consideration. And we're hoping that we might even be able to partner. We're not too far from North Central. So my hope is that maybe North Central and some of their students that are doing video production or maybe Lewis and Clark because they're not too far away might actually be willing to lend us some of their creativity here at the clubhouse. So I think there's lots of cool opportunities coming. Like I said, Kelly is the momager. Also, they have a maintenance schedule over there. So we figured that the kids can earn some like opportunities to help take care of them because some kids can't have pets because when you have a brother or sister with a disability sometimes having pets in the home is just not possible so it's almost like having a pet we tried fish one time oh how'd the fish go well ended up with a bunch of hot wheels and some chocolate milk so oh, didn't go very well did not go very no. well oh well i'm not gonna lie when we when bill and ted were at home there was a unfortunate weekend where Cooper took, because chinchillas have very soft fur, but they don't take baths baths, they take dust baths. What the dust does is it actually sucks up the oil in their coat so that then they shake it off, right? So the oil gets encapsulated into the, you know, the dust and then it just, they shake it off. Well, which makes them softer, which makes them softer. Well, Cooper took an entire brand new container of chinchilla dust and dumped it in the garbage well no well that was a different day so that was the first time and the <laughs> second day he actually decided to give the chinchillas dust baths forcibly by just pouring it over their heads wherever they went in the cage yeah so i sister didn't necessarily know about that one but surprise oh <laughs> but that what the That's crazy extra soft but the crazy thing about it was they actually really enjoyed it because they love the dust and they would roll in it all day long and so they were absolutely necessarily good for that i know it that's why i didn't tell you i just cleaned up the mess but anyway so that was from then on we had to kind of start hiding all of the chinchilla things which know. means hiding them in my room hiding them like under the stairs so then what would happen is then i would reorder because i didn't think i had any of the things and so now we have like chinchilla dust out we the have few containers but they're like brand new containers. i know because i lose track when i have to hide it then i couldn't remember plots that we hide in our home oh yes so true yeah so true what else we have mom's groups coming parents night is kind of changed Yes, yeah, so we normally have mom's night and then we had dad's night. Dad's night was far less attended. 
so then we would try and do parents night, but parent, like dads are just reluctant to come and join us. Or I don't know. It could be that the moms don't want the dads to come because the, I don't I think the dads voluntold to hang out with the kiddos once a month. You think? Yeah. So we're changing it. We're going to do some activities. So it might be a parent side out bunko style where we socialize, but then we break apart and do a game kind of for just fun. There's actually, we talked about having a couple of like Bob Ross paint nights where as couples, you, but then you have to trade. You have to trade. So you get to a certain point and then you have to like shift it to the left. And then the next person, the next couple will then work on the canvas. So I can't wait for that one to happen. So I'll still be here answering questions and supporting and doing all of that, but just trying to lighten it a little bit. Connections. Yeah. Yeah. So we will be doing that intermittently with then small breaks where then we're sitting around talking and sharing and those sorts of things. But it's fun to laugh and get to know each other and not have the autism be the thing that brings us together and just do something fun and silly and then have fun doing those. But then sit down and be able to talk about some serious stuff too. So we're hoping that maybe dads and and partners, even if you just brought a friend, it would be fun. Fun. And I think, yeah, so we have a lot of the clubhouse programs. Hmm, I'm trying to think. Well, we have a lot more trainings. So we're going to be doing chats. coffee chats. Coffee chats are still going to be happy. Oh, this the fire safety room is gotten moved over. It's actually part of the clubhouse now, so you don't have to go out of the building, out of our clubhouse, and into a different space. So uh, we are going to be doing those more regularly with our friends with first responders. And so those are just going to be continuing maybe more frequently. We'll just have to see how funding goes because... We're waiting to see if we got a grant on that one. We're supposed to find out in September. So everybody keep your fingers crossed. And yeah. And then we are starting up our podcast again because I don't want to brag, but I did have someone, Amanda, you know who you are, say, hey, I'm so sad when I'm working out. I don't have any more of Holly's podcasts. And so I was like, well, that's nice to know that I had one fan, Tyler. Did you know that I had one fan? So he's I laughing. I just like talking. You had two. Oh, Brooklyn that likes to pull listening to our podcast. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yes. So her daughter is one of our biggest fans because she likes to listen to the podcast while she falls asleep. Yeah. So we have two fans, right? I was wondering how come even during the summer, we actually had a pretty good listenership on some specific episodes. And you're right. They were ones that you were involved in. Yeah. So anyway, I think that's, I mean, there's so much more I'm probably forgetting. He got approved. Oh yeah. So if you're an educator, know a teacher. And you need some clock hours. We have a clock hour training that's approved, what, January 5th. January 5th. Yeah. So you can sign up for that. We'll have, it's not posted on our website, but it will here shortly. Maybe by the time producer Tyler has this edited, we'll actually have that available online. Hockey. Oh my goodness. We have some crazy stuff coming in hockey. So hockey, we have our exceptional hockey team. And they normally have a fall season and a winter session. Now, because of how... The structure and all the things, it's going to now just be one session and it's in the fall. But the cool thing about that is it made our might skate. If you don't know what a might skate is, might skate is when you, they skate between the periods. So the kids come out on the ice between the first and second period and they have a little miniature game. That is happening. But the cool thing is we just met with the Spokane Chiefs and they are doing neurodiversity night, the night of our might skate. And so there's going to be a special ticket offer that is supportive for a person with a disability and one caregiver that wants to come to the game. Certainly you can purchase additional tickets, but they are trying to make it affordable for our family. And we can attest that they've done their research. They have they really looked into how to make this a 
true. They're not going to have all of those blingy bling lights that happen when they're introducing the players. They're not going to have the loud announcers come on and all of those games that are really like overwhelming and overstimulating. They're going to keep it low and just slow and chill for neurodiversity night. And a special room, just if it becomes too much, you can go and hang out and reset. Yep. Where we'll be launching our sensory bags at that event. So we are partnering with the Spokane Chiefs. So now for the Spokane Chiefs season, starting after our neurodiversity night, the Spokane Chiefs will have sensory kits that they can check out to people that are attending hockey games. So that way, if you have a child with sensory needs, you can check out one of our sensory bags. And then at the end of the game, you can just check it back in. Those are going to be available the entire season after our neurodiversity night, which is October 9th. It's a Sunday, October 9th, I believe. Yes. So you'll see more about that on our website and on our Facebook page. And because I forgot, in case you're looking, because you are wanting to follow Bill and Ted's, and we'll call them awesome adventures. You're going to find it at bill.ted. And. Oh, wait, no. No, wait, that's not it. Oh, bill.and.ted.adventures. And we, in case you, that's too much, we'll go ahead and put that in the show notes so you can find it. But. I'm not going to lie. Kelly pays attention to how many follows and how many likes she gets on her video. And, and views. And I'm, okay, I'm going to flex here for just a second. See how I did that? I said flex. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm going to just boast for a moment that I took a very funny video of Ted the other day. And I had Kelly help me. Well, actually, I didn't do anything. I just recorded it and asked, told her to put the words on it. And she l- released it yesterday. And it had gotten, like, what? Almost as many views as our first video, which was calling Ted a chunky Yeah. So now I'm kind of a little competitive and I want a lot of people to like my little TikTok video about Mondays because it's funny. And I just want lots of likes on my funny because I don't. Yeah, have... post it on your Facebook. And hey, we need to start posting this stuff on the Facebook page oh. of the Isaac Foundation because, mm-hmm. man, we need more followers. Andrea is going to be hearing this, and she's going to be, she called me out on Isaac's Ashes Wild podcast. So, anyway, follow, the moral of the story is follow Adventures on TikTok and make sure specifically that you like my Monday chinchilla video that she posted yesterday. But by the time no, you listen to this. No. Here, how about this? Like all of the videos. Oh, look at you. And you're right. We will talk to Andrea about cross-sharing from TikTok to our Facebook page because some of them are pretty cute. And you guys are not going to want to miss some of the ones. Once the kids start building their their cityscapes and their buildings, I think yeah, it's going to be Yeah, keep your eye out for the Chinzilla series, which will be coming out once Clubhouse and Sibling Spotlight starts back up. Yeah, so much. Anything else? Any final thoughts? No, I'm just super excited to see our families have opportunities. Yeah. Me too. And take advantage of opportunities. Yes. And make those connections. So that's what I'm excited about. And I'm going to make my shameless plug that if you are an avid listener and an avid lover of the Isaac Foundation, feel free to go on our website and, you know, give a donation. You can do monthly contributions. But there is lots of benefits if you're a monthly donor. All those sibling things. You get discounts even like when we launched the birthday party thing. You'll get discounts on reserving times for birthday parties. And I don't really think that there's a downside to financially supporting us. I mean, it's just even as low as $25 a month. That's only $300 a year. And you can make a one-time donation oh. for that price. 
and still receive the benefit. Yes. But you know what I forgot is is that you, as part of that membership, if you are a monthly giver, you are offering your professional expertise to support parents even coming to IEPs. Oh, or yeah. Yeah. And Maria made the offer that if for families that want to do monthly giving, like I said, $25 a month on up, she's willing to attend meetings, write, you know, help assist in writing goals, help navigate those processes and and be the support person that you need. Because again, unfortunately, we're living in a world where Vista does not give us free utilities, which is just very unfortunate. A Vista Urini, that could be a program. You know what I mean? Like they'll give out STEM grants, but I would really just like a discount on my monthly utility bill. But alas, here we are. So we just need a little support. What's that, Kelly? If you'd like to donate to the Chinchillas, we have our Venmo in our bio on TikTok. Yes. Now, when you donate for Bill and Ted, the money does go back to taking care of Bill and Ted. So they have props, they have their food and their care. So Kelly is a very... John got them started and got them a very beautiful home with all of the bells and whistles, but they do have monthly monthly needs that if you want to give through Venmo, you are more than welcome to support Bill and Ted. And again, if you give extra, then that just means that the kids can build and have more props because I told them they can't buy any more props for the chinchillas. They can print them using the 3D printer, but we're not buying any props. Until we get a couple or more donation. Unless someone decides that they want to contribute to the Bill and Ted fund. Sadly, we've gotten no donation. Well, there is that. Maybe when the momentum, you know, picks that. It better start being. (laughs) She's really hoping. She's really hoping. All right. Well, with that, Tyler, producer Tyler, you got any final thoughts? No, I'm excited. You're excited about what? That the podcast is so learned? Shows everything you guys are talking about. I'm excited. Yeah. Except for that means we do have to learn more technology, which I guess is what we'll end. The YouTube and Google's for. Really? Well, they failed us today. They did not do a very good job today. How many of us were online trying to Google how to. I just left. I just like, y'all figure that out. Let me know when. I was going to say, you checked out. And actually, I did say, all right, Maria, go back to work. And then when I figure this out, I'll call you. And it was not out here. Well, I don't know that Tyler and I together. Tony and I are like dangerous. So if you're listening and you know all about technologies and how to get plug and play microphones to work on a Mac, that would be amazing because this Descript, it's a little bit more challenging when we have to use our Scarlet little recording box. It's just so much stuff. All the things. I don't even know what the terminology is for it. So then it's hard to Google it. So. Just leave TikTok to me. I can handle it. Clearly, that was one of the best. That was one of the sh- most shocking things that I think I, we have been wanting to do TikTok. For a while, but we have procrastinated. And then the funny thing about it was Kelly comes in, she gets it all set up and going, and then has like six TikTok videos out in like the span of four, you can figure out. 45 minutes. No, 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 no. You got it all wrong. I had 12 posted within four days. And within those four days, we also got 200 likes. And we're well on our way to 300. And it just makes you feel like, oh my gosh, she did that in this little span of time. And it would have taken me like, I don't know. Well, TikTok's been around for, what, how many years? And I still haven't done it. Uh, three or four. So, yeah. So, in three or four years, I've been avoiding TikTok. And then Kelly goes on and starts a TikTok. I'm killing it, man. She's killing it. <laughs> She's killing it. Anyway. All right. Well, we are sorry that we took a little sabbatical. But as you could hear, we had a lot going on 
We used our time wisely, developed new programs, and we're ready to open our doors to We were not sitting around doing a whole, like, twiddling our thumbs. We were doing a whole lot of stuff. So now the fun begins come September 12th. So. Ribbon cutting. Ribbon cutting. Yes, we, I decided I really wanted an official ribbon cutting. She bought a giant pair of scissors. Totally did. (laughs) I totally did. And even when the ribbon cutting is over, I'm going to still use my giant scissors because they're just too much fun. We've had them. We're keeping them, but we're not going to stick them on the wall and frame them we're gonna actually like use them for senseless useless things just because it's silly to have a big giant use of scissors so we're gonna do a official ribbon on uh tuesday september 12th at 3 45 but with that yeah check us out on september 12th at 3 45 for our official ribbon cutting do 13 oh 13 okay so we're gonna edit that okay edit all of that out our official ribbon cutting will be on tuesday september 13th at 3 45 we're going to have tours. We're going to have Italian sodas. And it will be the first day of our fall clubhouse sessions. So hopefully it will be a fun time had by all. And you'll be able to see our ginormous pair of scissors. And if you're lucky, we'll even let you cut a piece of paper with it. How's that? Sound good? Yeah. Or even extra ribbon. Extra Although ribbon. I do want some of it. All right. With that, we're going to wrap up this episode of Isaac's Autism Well podcast. We will see you next time.